welcome to episode 162 of Pop and Crap. I am Paul French and I am sitting in a room where I have had to do one of my least favorite things, which is pack up a bunch of books. And there was some pressure made to, do we really need all of these? <laughs> I'm Scott Hollows and I really hope the answer to that was yes. Um. Yes. Yes. It was that simple. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It was like, so all of these uh, showcase presents and, and essentials on this one, are they, and I just looked at her and it's like, you know, it was an implied bitch, please. (laughs) I didn't know they were comic books. I thought they were like boring books without pictures. Well, no, I had comic books. I'm glad you held your ground. Well, there's one shelf of those too. And um, and so, though, and, you know, that's that's where we we actually did make a few cuts. Um, And uh, but yes, the uh, the essential shelf, it's like, you know, maybe your energy uh, can be best spent not asking that question and actually just, you know, filling boxes. Mm -hmm. And joining us this evening. Yes. As longtime friend of the show. Sean, are are we going? Which which name are we going with here, Sean? Well, you can pick uh, pick whichever are one. With Sean, are we going with CSN? I, I was going to say, to... apparently, it's Sean. Apparently, it's Sean tonight. Well, I'm sorry, that's how I know the man. Yeah. Well, well, the next one we do, you can use CSN. Oh, so and you, you got to alternate? And forth. Yes, yes. yes, yes. Think that we have like multiple friends who sound this cool. Oh my goodness. Right? Oh, right. They're like, well, this guy you. sounds a lot like that Sean dude. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh what my if God. you take the glasses off Clark Kent and holy shit, my mind's just been madness. Blown. I know. Oh my goodness. Why Welcome back, would, sir. Why would, such a pleasure why would to have Superman you disguise himself as Clark Kent? Ridiculous. Yes. yes I Isn't know. that right, Graham? Yes. Never made sense. Thank you for having me on tonight. I have Always been a waiting. Time. I've been waiting patiently for this one. Well, we're glad to hear. We are glad to hear that. And, yes. um, and and in fact, it it makes uh, it it brings me to the question. Hey, Sean, what you been watching? Oh my God, that is a great question. Now, I will have to say this. Not only did I enjoy it, but I actually watched it twice, which is never, I never really make the time to do that. So I have been watching The Lincoln Lawyer. Oh. Now, Uh, I... mm -hmm. Yeah, no, go go ahead. Go ahead. I I love it. Yeah. So, of course, now, I I had to watch it because it was the... I love the Matthew McConaughey version of this. Sure, yeah. Right? And I said, I have to give this a shot. Now, I could never remember the the actor who is the, the main actor in the new series, but he was one of the main characters in the remake of Magnificent Seven with Denzel Washington. So I, I can never remember his name. So that's a, that's a couple of hard things he's had to do because, yes. uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, that is uh, certainly in my family, <clears throat> Magnificent mm-hmm. Seven, that is hallowed ground. 
yes. Yeah. Um, Manuel Garcia Rulfo. That's it. Rufo, Manuel Garcia. Rufo, sorry. Rulfo, yes. Also, oh, also he was in the uh, From Dusk Till Dawn series. Yes. Which I quite liked. And, yes, uh, he yeah. was. And uh, so he's done quite a bit. Neve Campbell is also in it as well, too. Yeah, Guelph's own. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that was great. Um, he was also in, uh, I was watching uh, Sicario, The Day of uh, Soldado. Yes, yes. Yes, and he was in there for a short time as well, too. So he's done some really solid work. He was, but... he was also in the recent Kenneth Branagh um, uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, he was. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I, I have to look at that now. It, oh, I do. It, you do anyway. It's yes. uh, it's great. Yes, I do. So, the Lincoln lawyer. Now, the importance of this is is that have you guys watched Bosch? Well, yes. I and and I've uh, more importantly, I've I've read some Bosch, and right. uh, and he ties into that. Like he's exactly. his cousin. If I remember correctly, he's the cousin. He's a cousin, or is he the stepbrother? Uh, I can't remember. We can't, I think, I, in, the, I think in the I think in the books he was um, he was like a cousin, um, right? Yeah, but I think it's different in the show. It's different um, in the show. Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting because, um, of course, um, Bosch is over there on Amazon Prime. Yes. Right. And uh, yeah, so he's his half brother. Oh, yes. Yeah, you know what? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know if we would ever see a crossover. I would love to see it, but I don't know if it's going to ever happen. Yeah. I How, doubt it. Yeah. How, yeah. Yeah. However, uh, do watch The Lincoln Lawyer. Um, it's really worth it. It's well done. And the the performances were were so much on point. But do remember, though, it when you look at this, don't try to compare it to the Matthew McConaughey. The, the tones are very, very different. Yeah. But, yeah. And they're, they're both enjoyable. So take it for what it is. That's and my watch for the week. That's awesome. And this one is, uh, is uh, actually also um, uh, headed up by David E. Kelly. Yes, um, it is. Who has been yes, known to um, to do some uh, some decent things in uh, legal? Yes, L.A. Law. The, the he did, yeah. He start got it. You know, he got his start in TV on L.A. Law, and then of course yeah. there was all of the many other shows that he's done. I know. Yeah. I know. So um, as well as, I mean, the man's married to Michelle Pfeiffer. So like, yes, let's yes. pour one out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even realize that uh, Lincoln Lawyer had been adapted into a series. So I am learning things just by being here tonight. It's on the yeah. Netflix. Scott. It is yes. on the Netflix. I had to look yeah. it up. So yeah, what is this yeah. origin? What is this network of origin? And how do I not know about it? Because I clearly <laughs> don't get this network. Said, <laughs> I was typing Lincoln Lawyer series network, and I got as far as net, and it said Netflix. And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Yep, <laughs> there you up, go. It's Netflix. So. Uh, surprise to me uh this is why this is why i tune in folks yeah so you're like kind of stuff. i 
I've checked my I've checked my cable subscription. It doesn't fit <laughs> this uh, this channel. <laughs> well, I just I just hope that uh, other people are learning as much as I am. There, there oh you my go. Gosh. There you go. And, and which yes. you know brings me to the question, Scott. What have you been watching? Uh, oh, I'm so glad you asked. Um, ah. I uh, uh, I just watched uh, a little, little movie uh, uh, last last weekend. Last week, uh, called Land um, uh, with Robin Wright. Uh, she wrote and or she directed it as well. Uh, it's about a woman who has suffered a rather large loss in her life, and uh-huh. um, uh, she sells everything and moves out into the woods of Wyoming where she almost dies in her first winter oh and my. Is saved by a local hunter. And uh, it's very, very much. Um, I think uh, I heard her talk about piece. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was, it was neat. I uh, really yeah. liked it. Really well done. Uh, it's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of sequences where it's just, you know, one person doing stuff trying to stay alive and then it's you know after the bear rolls through the cabin it's oh trying to God. piece the cabin back together again yeah and, um, uh. you know you get a lot of that kind of like tom hanks on the island in in uh castaway and i can see kind that of sequences yeah where you know you get some music you get some incredible views and vistas and then you get mm-hmm. one person's kind of struggle against themselves and uh it was very much a character piece and it oh, felt like awesome. a little kind of vignette thing but if that's her first uh outing then then i'm on board i i don't know uh if it was her first directorial debut or not i right and actually looked that part up um but i'd uh i'd, I'd be interested in whatever she wants to do well next. and and i remember her talking about this um it had to be on seth um i remember her talking <laughs> about this and um and so I was like, oh, but wasn't that a while ago? And then I realized, yes, but sometimes we don't all watch things right when they come out. And mm-hmm. um, and so that is delightful to hear, first off, because, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it, I mean, it's such a neat thing. And I, and I know uh, Damien Bashir was in it because I remember yes. her talking about him. And I think he's, he's just fantastic. Um, yeah, he. I wasn't familiar with him, but you know, you, you look up the resume, and he's, he's been, been in a whole bunch a of stuff, you know, Hateful Eight, and Machete Kills, and Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, I didn't yeah. recognize him, but uh, it's it's cool that he's got. Uh, he, he's clearly been around a few times. Uh, it was one of those movies where it, there were like four people in it until the last, you know, fifteen minutes, and then there were some more folk. Um, but for mm-hmm. the bulk of it, it's really about it's you know it's about somebody who wants to be left alone and eventually comes to realize like we all do that you know, we cannot live a life of total solitude and that there's yeah. value in friendships and relationships. Yeah. So and, it is. Uh, it was in fact her her directorial debut. Ah, excellent. <laughs> and and since then, it, since then she's directed two episodes of uh, of Ozark as well. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, Kim Dickens has a small role in it. She was uh, a lot of people will know her from uh, uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Um, oh right, yes. And so it was cool to see her doing something that didn't involve zombies. Yes. Um, and I knew that you'd be happy, Paul, because it comes in at a nice tight hour twenty nine. Damn so straight, because yeah. right, all you need. 
all you need to tell a story. Um, but one of the uh, one, my favorite uh, Damien Bashir um, uh, movie is actually A Better Life. Um, um, and it's a uh, he play, play, plays uh, an undocumented immigrant gardener and um, just you know, dealing with the stuff that one deals with with that. And it's it's fantastic. He is yeah. so good. Um, he was Fidel Castro in the movie Che. Um, just, yeah, been in a ton of stuff. And uh, and he's one of those guys where you're like, ah, I recognize him from somewhere, but you don't you know it's it's hard to put that together and yeah. um and i remember he also had a role in weeds where he played um a uh cartel the head of a cartel that um right that, that uh um the main character had to marry for a while just to you know keep the peace and, uh-huh. uh it was it was uh it was a messy season let's just say um yes so it was. It was. I gotta it was really check good. that out. Uh, that and, sounds uh, awesome. It was. I saw it on Crave, so it's got to be out there still to be pulled down. If you yeah yeah looking for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one that I saw this week was uh, or last week was uh, again off of Crave. A documentary called Cheryl about Cheryl Crow. Uh, twenty twenty two music documentary. Hour yeah. thirty four minutes. It was a great, great piece. Right in the range. It, right in the range. I know. No, that's your your sweet spot. I just. I realized how little I actually knew about like I knew the whole thing about she was a music teacher and then she was a pop singer and that's kind of all I knew and she's I think that if you maybe don't pay attention it's easy to uh, miss the the scope of the catalog or the 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 length of the career Um, and oh yeah uh, just you know how much she's done and who she's worked mm-hmm. with, and it's really, I, I've, I've been doing a lot of music documentaries lately. She, she's, really six, she's sixty years old now; like she's been at this a long damn time. Yeah, yeah. And I just you know when you can get an opportunity to, you know, hear other artists talk about an artist, um, I just I really enjoy that. There's something about um, people talking about their peers in in the arts that i really yeah. enjoy and i don't you, know what that is but it, you're you're literally talking about my favorite genre like like yeah. music music documentaries for me i i can live there yes i yes. can live there and stay there for a long yes. long time and yeah. this and, one it, this I mean, one like, is exceptional you're you're absolutely right yeah it's you know you get you get uh brandy carlisle and and laura dern talking about her but you, then all of a sudden like you know emmy lou harris pops up and yeah keith richards and joe walsh like they, it's really impressive the number of people who have huge amounts of respect for her yeah. and the way she works. And uh, it was just, mm-hmm. it's really cool to hear those kind of testimonials when it's not because somebody's died. Um, yeah. And so to, to see uh, this and so many things that I didn't know about her career um, and things that happened to her along the way, it was I really appreciated just seeing kind of a biography to date laid out chronologically, walk me through it and slap me in the face with the stuff that I should have known by now, but don't. And I I dug it a lot. So yeah, uh, I mean, that was my second. And there's that great story about leaving Las Vegas and, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just, I didn't want to talk about it specifically, but yeah, there there's, I certainly never knew that. And um, it was 
surprising and, well, and horrifying. So much, but, and, but you know what? So much got made of that, and and uh, and they were on. Un- it ended up. It ended up. It was unrelated. But it yeah. was, you know, like like uh, f- you know, there's there's many who to this day blame her for the guy's death, and uh, yeah. his his family's like, no, dude was messed up. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. like, did you read his book? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that was the thing that that really struck me about it. It's it's clear that it still really affects her a lot as well. Oh yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. Well, because she's been blamed for this thing. I mean, she didn't even write the song. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and so she's largely been blamed for this thing that she had literally nothing to do with. Um, it was a, you know, it was a title that seemed like a good idea because there was a movie about it. Uh, there was a movie using that title that was a big deal. And, Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so anyway, but, uh, yeah, you got to check it out. See, to hear Mm -hmm. the actual story, um, check out this documentary. Oh, wow. Really neat. Um, both are available on uh, Crave here in Canada and I would imagine can be, uh, chased yeah. down through some other means, uh, Hulu uh, or whatever, wherever else you are. Yeah, no, I don't yes. know. Peacock's got it, I and mean, they must have something. Of course, Peacock's <laughs> got it. Fucking Peacock, God damn it. Uh, Peacock or Paramount Plus or I don't know. Oh uh, well, yeah, but yeah, no, Paramount Plus in the U.S. Just not anywhere else they charge you full price for it. Yeah. Not hey Paul, what you been watching? Nothing on Paramount Plus, let me fucking tell you. No, no. Well, um, um, all right. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've been watching stuff. I I I see stuff too. Um yeah. I have uh, you know, it's uh, it's summer. And uh in uh, summer uh, a, a fella's um um uh you know attention uh turns to clearing all the shit off their uh pvr that they have let collect there over the last six months where they're like oh i gotta uh, delete this so i can actually record something how and, are you doing with it and um it's it's not pretty right now we're we're we're, we're well in the 80s and as oh mine, mine i got under 80 way. before we left town i was very yeah. pleased i think i was yeah. down to 78 See, because I still keep around. I I started that whole uh, Danny Thomas uh, uh, Lucy thing, where it's like, oh well, I want to see the one where they're they got like you know they're they're hanging out with Jimmy Durante and all that stuff, and uh-huh. you know eventually I'll watch that. But I need to I need to prune that stuff because it's it's taking mm-hmm. up a lot of space. Um, but also. Um, I've talked a lot about how Tay Diggs and uh, Tay Diggs' mom and I are the only ones watching All American. Uh, well, there is a spinoff <laughs> of that, All American Homecoming, um, which uh-huh. does not have the benefit of Tay Diggs' mom watching it because he's not in it at all. Well, and, um, that's going to hurt the ratings. I think as soon as she realized it, it, it you know, it's cut the ratings in half. Um, but I haven't been helping because they they all stacked up on there. And uh, so the whole season went without me watching an episode. So I've watched about the first six um, and more importantly, watched and deleted. And um, mm-hmm. and it's good. It's it, you know, it's um, it's not quite up to the mothership, but uh, that's because the mothership deals with with the game of football. And this deals mostly with tennis. Mm and um that is a step down a huge step down and the other guy plays (laughs) baseball and i mean whatever um Uh and uh and and so it's good you know they've they've got a good cast 
Um, there are um, um, like the the um, head of the uh, the president of the of the uh, university they're at. It's uh, uh, an HBCU that they're uh, that, that they're studying at, uh, a fictional one. And mm -hmm. um, the president of said university is played by Leonard Roberts, who was once uh, Riley Finn's uh, um, partner on um, on Buffy. And um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's how old we are. Um, and <laughs> anyway, not a bad show. There are some plot lines where it's like, wow, you know, why? who wouldn't just say you know, just say to the other guy, like, hey, what about this? And uh, and resolve this whole this whole plot thread. Uh, but that we could say for so, so many shows. Um, ad addition, in addition to that, uh, I mentioned last week I've been watching, uh, I've been, you know, completing uh, Promised Land on Disney Plus, but I took a little break. Um, and mm -hmm. uh, the other day, uh, uh, Jam was out and uh, and Sarah was at camp and Ella and I, uh, she wanted she's wanted to watch some uh, quote unquote scary movies. We watched uh, the first uh, Final Destination and oh, um, which okay, scared the hell which, which let me tell you number three scared the hell out of her mom when when we first started dating uh, uh -huh. and i remember we went to this movie and i was looking at it as it's a final destination movie it's a comedy um <laughs> because because they were they're so ridiculous right like like they're they're to me that it was like oh man these movies are hilarious and she did not find it so Oh my goodness! Um, yeah, yeah. So we we left that movie, <laughs> and uh, uh, um, so anyway, Ella and I watched the first one, and she gets it. Like, you know, she's she always like points out the ridiculousness of some of these things. It's like, oh, kid, wait until I show you Scream, um, <laughs> you know. Because speaking of Nev Campbell, and um, uh -huh. who went to high school just up the street from here, um, and hometown uh, hero hometown hero yep. exactly yep. and uh anyway so it was just kind of a funny thing where um uh where 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 you know she gets the joke of it but after that we were like hey let's watch this other show and uh we watched loot uh on uh, apple tv plus which stars maya rudolph um who do divorces her scumbag of a husband played by adam scott and um, and then she goes to run this this huge foundation in her name, about which she was largely unaware. And among the people uh, she's dealing with are Joel Kim Booster, who Scott, you will remember from Sunnyside. Uh, uh, you and yes. I, you and I will remember from I mean, Sunnyside. Literally, no one else in the world. Yeah. Not even Tay Diggs' mom is not in Tay Diggs' mom's like. I'm sorry. <laughs> who in the what is, now? is my is my baby on this show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so uh, so he's one of her help helpers, but most importantly, her her uh, uh, main assistant is Ron Funches. <laughs> As you know, Scott, I love me bunches of Funches. So who I am, doesn't love bunches of Funches. Right? I don't I want am, to be the person who doesn't love that man. I am deep giggles, and my day is made. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we watched three episodes of that and really enjoyed it. And mm -hmm. uh, where she basically plays this woman who, uh, you know, helped her husband build this, uh, this tech firm, and then they get divorced. And, uh, but she gets like an $87 billion settlement. And so she's got this um, foundation. 
um, this charitable foundation. And, you know, she's not exactly the best face of that. <laughs> and uh, and so it is. I mean, her you had me at Maya Rudolph and Ron Funches. Right. And- it's great. It's 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 a lot of fun. And yeah. she is, uh, as always, an absolute delight. And and yeah, bunches of funches. I mean, and sorry, what's it called again? Loot. 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 Yes. Love it. So uh, so there we go. That's mm-hmm. lovely. So that is what I have been watching. And uh, and so it, it, it brings me to our, um, our our primary topic. You know, we know we know people love it when we talk about action TV shows. We oh, have yes. uh, we, we we talked about 70s action TV shows. Yes. We've talked about 80s action TV shows, which I think yes, is kind of uh, kind of a pinnacle right there. Oh, uh, of course. That is the apex, right? Yes. Absolutely. And now yes. we're going to get into 90s action TV. Yes. So yes. think about this. This is a uh, this is a deconstructionist decade, you know, where it is mm-hmm. like a you know, look at the tropes and see how we can subvert them. And um, and so this was a rough one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, it was. It was very rough because the attitude towards 80s television took a hard right turn. So so action wasn't I mean, in in all theory is not really considered action in some genres yeah well think about this like when you talk about action movies this is where we started to see the downfall of you know we had uh you know schwarzenegger did the last action hero yes and it failed miserably um you, you know and there were there were sort of all of the typical go to's for action movies were falling apart with yes. the possible exception of uh of of Tom Cruise doing Mission Impossible, although that yes. was that ended up stronger on the second one than the first. Yes. Um, but you know, that like the the typical guys that we we look towards, you know, the Van Dams, the Seagals, um, the uh the Schwarzeneggers, like that was not the way to go here. No, no I think um, that people just had enough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was the excess, right? It's yeah, the, it, you know, the it, ridiculousness. It, it was like in in music, yeah. we went from the all out pop and the uh, and the sort of over the top stuff into uh, into a much simpler thing, and 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 yeah. that's kind of where we went here, and 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 that filtered through to TV. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, so there, there there's a lot on my list, for example, that that skew much later in the decade. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This was a yes. real difficult one to do compared to previous the yeah. previous two decades. You could see that, you know, this but, was but, this was different. But the thing, even with this, even though some of the, tr- well, let's put it this way: this list that I have, um, I'm sure by now you guys have heard of some of these shows, but there wasn't a lot of longevity to a few of these shows that went on i mean it's true yeah yeah that's another point is that it was uh, you know a lot of my list is like yep that was a good couple years yeah that was a year (laughs) yeah yeah and and you know it was a decade where fox was fox was just the the i don't know how to describe describe them but you had a great hit 
oh gosh, no, you know what? The ratings are too low. I'm just not going to do this again. There was no, yeah. they, they didn't have the patience to run with the show to see what happened. So a lot of the times, you know, two seasons would roll around and you're like, what the hell happened to that show? Oh, fuck. And, and when you think about, but when you think about it, then this is the same network that actually uh, had nurtured uh, uh, X-Files. Yeah, right? it did. Because X-Files did. was not a strong performer in its first couple of years. No. Oh, yeah, that's one of the classic ones they point to at Fox is that, you know, that yeah. thing sat on Friday nights for how many years before and just kind of percolated. Yeah. And then suddenly became this monster hit. And then when the thing went off the air, everything they threw at the wall after that, they got angry if it didn't pull in X-Files well, members be- in the because, first three because weeks. Now, because now people were watching, right? It, it, it's like the, it, it's exactly like, uh, you know, the CW. They're like, yeah. yeah, we just let our show stay on because nobody's watching. Yeah. And well, uh, for a while, that was the case with Fox. And then all of a sudden they had a couple of hits and people were like, well, that's that's your that's your mark. That's where you need to be. But it was really sad because they didn't even give their spinoff a chance. The lone gunman. No, oh, it's the best. I know. Let's <laughs> not let's not go. Let's not go. Um, Naming too many shows too fast. Yeah. 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 yeah I know. I know. Yeah. Hey, well, and that's I, one thing where it gets interesting because I think part of this is that if you look at the seventies and eighties when we talked about action series. You know, it was really easy boxes to check. It was, you know, guns, yeah. cars, explosions, week to week. So it was A-Team yes. Knight Rider, Dukes of Hazard, Magnum P.I., Starsky yes. Hatch. Like, you know, you could just, right. you knew that it was an action. And the number of times when I was going through my list where I was like, can I call this an action series? Or is it just a drama yeah. that had a couple of the, moments where somebody waved a gun? And you just, yeah. it, 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 was a, it was a lean decade for yeah. action series. The so. lines got very blurred mm-hmm. with, with some of these shows. So I had, to, I had to sit down and think about what did the 90s define as action? Well, and that was the interesting part, right? It's because... Yeah. The 80s, it was it was action. In the 90s, yes. there was this expectation that if someone's going to pull a gun out, you need to know who they are, why they're yes. angry, what their yeah. history is, what the issue at hand, what who their antagonists are. Let's right. talk about that and develop that a little bit, and then we'll pull a gun in the third act. Whereas you know, yes. the A-team, they open fire in the opening credits. Like exactly. It, it, it oh, yeah. such a, a difference and a, uh, an evolution. Yeah. And yeah, the exactly. thing that's interesting about that is that when you put the 80s together with the 90s, then you yes. get into the 2000s forwards. And the number of times that I pulled up a series convinced that I had a winner only to find out that it didn't happen until the 2000s yeah. made me realize that this, for lack of a better description, this is a rebuilding decade on the yeah. idea of this genre. And Absolutely. that was a weird thing to try to experience and understand as I went through my list. And you know yeah. who else agrees on that point? It's Graham. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get into it with yes. the, um, with the uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, fuck Romeo off. <laughs> Bitch. You know, I, I did, was, we name, I, did we name the previous decades of drafts yeah. of these? We did. Yes. Yes, what did we, we take did. off the table in the 80s? Oh, Dude, that was like, we did that like five months ago. <laughs> I expect you to know these things like right. Dude, yeah. we took the A team off the table because Did it we? was so oh. obvious. Yes, yes. Oh. Much like Buffy for the 90s. Why am yeah. so bitter? Uh. Yeah. 
Hey, if that if that if that is destroying if that is destroying your list, then then just be thankful that you didn't go second or third. Mm -hmm. This is why we take that off the table because yes. uh, because come on, surely you can go a little. It it was so obvious. It yeah. was so obvious. I know it was obvious, but it was the one I was hanging my hat on. I know you were, Sean. Yeah. Yes, as our guest, you get to set the order. So you can decide if you'd like to go first, if you'd like to go second or third, uh, knowing and then tell each of us when we're going. And I will remind you that this is a serpentine draft, meaning that if you go uh, third in the first round, you go first in the second round as okay. we make our way back. Yeah, we, 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 can't, we can't put we you don't have a guest in, in the house and say, please, who do you like better, mom or dad? Um, do so it every time. Call it. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, call I it, will sir. call it. I will say this. I will allow you all to go first and second. You can decide which one. I will go third only with the reason that I am guaranteed that there will not be any crossovers on my list. Oh, because, damn. Oh, big talk, big talk. Be, big because, talk. All right. Because I'm that good. All right. Scott, yes. call it. Heads. <laughs> Flip a coin. It's heads this time. It's heads. It's you, sir. Go for it, Scott. Damn skippy it is. Scott, make it count. Tell you make what. it count. you got to set the stage here now. Yeah, it's I'm all going rest. first. It's all resting all right. on you. I yes. am going with um, uh, a fantastic uh, sci-fi action series mm. that ran... Uh, from 95 to 2000, mm -hmm. uh, starring the one and only Mr. Jerry O'Connell. Nice uh, pick. Nice Lloyd. pick. Nice pick. But yes, we are going sliders. Nice <laughs> For those pick. of you who are not familiar with sliders, uh, mm -hmm. sliders, uh, very much in the spirit of Quantum Leap. Uh, it was uh, about a um, PhD student or big monkey muck brain Jerry O'Connell who mm -hmm. uh, invents uh, a machine that creates portals to alternate worlds. So this yes. is this is early MCU multiverse stuff here. Um, yes. Um, yes. It is early on its own multiverse stuff here. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. But Marvel did not. It, Mar Marvel is very much a coattail rider on multiverse. I have no idea what you're talking about. I was just trying to put it into the the speak of today's young folk. Uh, who may understand uh, the reference point. Um, uh, yeah, instead of, you know, leaping from life to life, they're leaping from uh, reality to reality. And it, yes. it's just different worlds. And um, they... Uh, uh, it, was, uh, it was a really fun series. It was unexpected uh, when it came out. I think it was Sci-Fi Network, wasn't it? Did that exist then? No. No. Was it a no, fox? It, it was a fox. fox. Yeah. Oh, God yeah, bless him. Yeah, yeah. Right, I, as soon as I saw Sliders, it took me back to Voyages. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, 100%. Yes. Yep. Yeah, took me back to Voyages. Yeah. That's why it, it, it will always resonate as one of those they should have done more with this show. Yeah, they... they replaced all of the original cast and then eventually replaced Jerry O'Connor with an alternate reality version of himself played yeah. by a different actor. Yeah. Um, and then the thing kind of really wandered off course. Well, I didn't actually he, see the end of the run. Because he quit. 
I mean, yes, yeah. yes. Well, no, I understand why, yeah, but it's, yeah. it's that, you know, when the series has lost all of its original cast and is trying to hide behind another actor playing the same lead character, like, whoo, boy, has that, 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 it's, 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 it's run its course and you need to if put it If I down. remember correctly, um, mm-hmm. so, um, John Reese davies leaves and that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's already a problem. Um, and, um, interestingly, Mm -hmm. the guy who, uh, one of the guys who created the show was Tracy Torme. Does Mm -hmm. the name sound familiar? That's right. He's (laughs) the son of Mel Torme. Mel Torme. Yeah. The Velvet Fog. The Velvet Frog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. So, uh, because at one point, um, his, uh, Jerry's brother was in the show as well. Yeah. Now, was he the one who took over for him? I don't think so. He did um, 19 episodes. So I was wondering if he did the last season. No, it was Robert Floyd, um, uh, who uh, you may also remember from Godzilla, Walker, Texas Ranger, Dark mm-hmm. Angel, and NCIS. Um I'm not sure yeah. how much you would remember him for those things. <laughs> You're right. He played Quinn Mallory for the last 18 episodes. You know, yeah. Colin yeah, Mallory. Yeah. So he played the brother. Yeah. His brother played the brother. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. And so Sabrina Lloyd left second. Uh, she went on, of course, to be one of our favorite characters on, uh, on Sports, Sports Night. Night. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Cleavon Derricks. Red Brown, yeah. Crying Man Brown, who was uh, he? His character was presented as kind of a former Motown singer. Yeah, um, if I, if I'll be honest, in the end of his career, and he accidentally drove his car through the portal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really yeah. World. If I'm honest, he was the character I could have most done without throughout the whole yeah. series, um, and that that includes the dude who uh, replaced Jerry O'Connell in the end. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, still would have liked it. Still like him better than Rembrandt. Um, mm-hmm. Well, and, and I really think Rembrandt was just there to say, what the hell's going on every time they landed in the new world? He's the, yeah. he's the iced tea. Yeah. He's the yeah. iced tea of this. Wait, <laughs> let me, let me ask you this. Can you explain <laughs> to me yeah. What is yeah. happening here? Sure, Ice T, we'll tell you what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Sabrina would... Lloyd was there as the love interest, and Rice Davies was there as the mentor and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the person the to talk science babble with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, it was it, it at the time it felt really original, and I think part of it was because we were five years into the decade of the '90s, and now we were getting a new actually science fiction thing. And mm-hmm. it was, it felt original, it felt new. Um, and I think, you know, it was fun for us because it was like, yeah, it's Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. <laughs> That's my yeah. secret yeah. identity right there. Yeah. Look at him go. Stand yeah. by me, my secret identity. He's making his way. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. just going to say, remind, it, 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 whenever I hear about Jerry O'Connell, it always reminds me of, uh, of the um, anniversary edition commentary on, um, Stand by Me, where you got mm-hmm. Rob Reiner and uh, and and um, Will Will Wheaton, and um, and mm-hmm. uh, they're talking about it, and all all Rob Reiner can say through the whole thing, literally every couple of minutes, is, "Can you believe that little fat kid?" 
is married to Rebecca <laughs> Romaine. <laughs> oh my god. It was it was a fun series. And I think one of the things that appealed to me so much at the time was that I was a big what if fan from Marvel Comics. And there's since yeah. then, yeah. you know, they just did the animated series on the Disney Plus and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But that that comic book series ran through two volumes through two or three different decades. And yeah. really loved the whole like okay, it's everything you know, but this happened instead. Yeah. And now look at all these other things that have changed as a result of it. And to see that explored in an actual weekly TV series was yeah, was, it was a hoot and a half for me. I loved yeah. it. Uh, it yeah. came out right when I was, uh, I think it started while I was in college. Mm-hmm. I think it continued through afterwards. And it was just, I, I loved the, the imagination behind it and the freedom they had to do whatever they wanted. Yes, And I, I liked it a lot, so. That's why yes. it is my first pick, and I'm glad I won that coin toss and I was able to lock it down. Well, that is go. awesome. I've heard of this show. Wonderful um, choice. <laughs> I've Wonderful got, choice. I, I am your basic bitch. I'm always going to bring you the stuff. That you nah, heard of. Dude, dude, that was so going to be on my list. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. It's a oh, it makes it me is happy a great that. pick. All right. Wait, Buffy for me, I take sliders from you. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> if you were going to, no, no, picking Buffy would have made you a basic bitch. Uh-huh. Um, well, that's why I would have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so where I'm gonna go is uh, is somewhere completely different, and there you um, go. And I'm gonna count this, and and you can disagree with me, and I will fight you. I here we will go. Fight mm-hmm. you. Here and, we go. Uh, and ultimately, if I if I lose, I will edit out the part where I lost, and will show that I won, and so it won't matter. Um, that's the part that hurts is the dude always has uh-huh. final edit a little bit, <laughs> yeah. a little bit final final cut and you know it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna you know put together a little piece where where you're like i was so wrong uh-huh. <laughs> the number of things he's had me say that i never said it's quite uh-huh. devastating i can't believe how wrong i was jerry o'connell uh-huh. oh, wait, what? Oh, yeah. paul is so strong and smart <laughs> i cannot <laughs> help but bow <laughs> To his wisdom <laughs> and pop knowledge. You're, you're helping me, dude. I can just play this. Dead right, on. So Give it burst. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but no, um, it, you know, this one started for me in my last year's school, uh, last year university. I remember the day that it started. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it was, I'd been waiting for this for a while. And, uh, and honestly, had a, a bit of uh, of of concern uh, and okay. uh and that's because the thing that it had come up just before it, it could have gone either way it was right. uh it was it was coming from a movie franchise mm-hmm. and um and you know the first part of the movie franchise which eh, has not aged greatly um uh but Neither you know it was felt better was you know felt better about it at the time and then the second one, not so great. But then they came out with this thing on September 5th, 1992. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the uh, Batman, the animated series. Oh, bravo. And yes. uh, and developed yes. by Bruce, Tim, Paul Dini uh, and, and Mitch uh, Bryan. I will not fight you on this. I will be angry because that is awesome. Yeah, you go. 
There you go. That's um, a great choice. <laughs> that um, was a so great yeah, choice. it uh, ran from uh, September 5th, 92 to September 15th, 95 with 85 episodes, which mm-hmm. I will put up against any damn superhero thing anywhere um to this day i mean it stands up so well and it and the great thing about it is is that they um they 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 land well for kids they land well for adults and uh they they really managed to thread that needle um it's it's incredible it's really incredible um you know it's a thing i've watched with my kids at various uh, ages and stages Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and God, they love it too. And, uh, it is, and, and it is something where, where I never feel like, oh, well, that didn't age well. Um, yes. which is what I feel about the Tim Burton movies. It's like, God, they, they blew me away at the time, but it's like, really, we thought this was dark <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. really. And, uh, yeah. but, but, you know, they, they, they did these amazing things in in this and and i mean you can't discount the incredible voice talent of kevin conroy as batman and uh and had mark ham mark hamill as the joker i mean come mm-hmm. on uh do you remember finding out that it was mark hamill like it, i i never it, i don't it wasn't immediate for me. not knowing I, I, I it, see. It, I didn't know. I didn't know that for the longest yeah. time. And then it was somewhere in the it, middle of the run, somebody was like, "You know, that's Luke Skywalker, right?" And I was like, I'm, "What?" And I'm going to mm-hmm. talk about that a little later on, yeah. um, as to why I, I I totally knew it was him. And um, yeah, it was just. It, I mean, it's just stunning work. It stands up to this day. It's uh, mm-hmm. one of my all time favorite TV shows ever. Uh, yep. of anything and uh, and as I say I will fight anyone on this because goddamn it, it it you know it borrowed very much from sort of the the film noir aesthetic that uh, that they had in the old Fleischer Superman cartoons mm-hmm. like they they, yes. they 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 used that as a model so that had me intrigued from the beginning but I was also worried because it's like man Batman Returns was terrible and mm-hmm. uh, and that and, mm-hmm. and that was only like you know four months before and uh and so it was definitely sort of a oh, i hope this is good but i remember uh, you know we had just um we had just moved into a uh i guess this was my second year in that house because right uh friends and i rented this house for the last two years of school and uh and i remember like i had moved in and it's like oh this new Batman's on tomorrow. I can't wait. And I yeah, was, yeah. And, and there I was watching it, you know, uh, um, you know, f- first thing. And it's like, oh my God, it was everything I hoped for and so much more. I wish, I just mm-hmm. wish it was longer. I just wish yeah. I could live in this longer, you know, and it's, uh, yeah. and, and this led to them doing other <laughs> things like Mask of the Phantasm, still to this day, the best Batman movie ever made. Um, possibly one of the best superhero movies ever made. Uh, It's just phenomenal. And, um, and, and that's all, you know, Tim Dini, you know, all these guys, Uh, what, what delights me is that there is a new, uh, a new Bruce, Tim uh, Batman series coming out, um, you know, that he's back involved with again. And Ed Brubaker is uh, the head writer on it. Yeah. Yeah. So in. All right. Can we watch that now? (laughs) I can't 
wait. I can't wait. It's like, yeah. it's like, you know, it, it is. And, and again, Brubaker is a guy who's going to come up a little later too. And, um, Mm-hmm. He just gets the crime writing. I love his 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 crime stuff and uh, and and his 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 Batman is fantastic. And uh, you know is the you know basically you know between him and Rock a couple of my favorite Batman writers. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, really looking forward to that. But yeah, that's my pick: Batman the animated series. Boom. That was that- a great choice. That was so excellent. And I will have to say this. All the animated series around the 90s were a very close second. It's pretty cool, right? Like, I mean, it is, you know, that's what led to us getting the the X-Men series and uh, and that that 90s Spider-Man series as well. Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. And then keep great stuff. Yeah, keep going down the line, and then all of a sudden you're getting Superman the animated series, and and that yes. was pretty good as well oh, too. Oh, it's incredible! Yeah, absolutely. And, and then that just started off with the Justice League, and then mm-hmm. Justice League Unlimited. So it really set the stage yes. of quality. That Bruce right. Tim verse, you, yes. you can't, you really can't go wrong. Can you? you can't go oh, it's, wrong. It's such a watershed moment in in you know comic book superhero animated history all all, all three yeah. of those you but, know yeah. it's a good point because because like you know i go back like i remember growing up watching the filmation uh you know on wutv the uh you know <laughs> buffalo station 29 and mm-hmm. uh, and they would have like oh and here's superboy and here's aquaman and yes. oh, mm-hmm. look there's tusky and yes. uh, and i remember buying those dvds to show the kids and it was the ones where they were like oh and here's hawkman and they put birdman on the uh on yeah. the cover. and yeah. <laughs> uh and i remember watching those with the kids and it's like oh and here's the atom and here's green lantern and here's this mm-hmm. and it was like oh my god this is aged so poorly yeah. i mean they were awful yeah, yeah, and and I yeah. grew up loving that shit, but I yep. can't even I can't even be nostalgic about it. It's just like, oh my god, this is so terrible. But then I yeah. put the I put the uh, the you know Batman the animated series in, and they're like, wow, this is great. And so you know the kids are liking it, and I'm digging it, and it's just like you know, and and as I say, like you know, Ella watched one recently with me, and she's like, wow, this is really good, huh? And, uh, you know, it, 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 they, they really found the way to, uh, to appeal to every generation. And, yeah. and that, that to me is the, is the true mark and the, you know, again, like the Superman, you mentioned the Superman, the animated series, Yeah. I, you know, I, I got the complete series a couple of years or a couple of years back, like, like years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and my girls would be watching it and they, they, they loved it. And so it's like, you know, Sarah would be at daycare. And I remember uh, uh, one of the parents was was talking to her about about superheroes. And she's like, oh, I know superheroes. And and he's like, yeah, sure you do. You're a kid, though. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I've been reading comics for years. I yeah. know superheroes. Yeah. And uh, and she starts talking to him about like, you know, dark side and this and that and and mm-hmm. all these different characters. And he's like, wow, she knows her stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so um, she invited his kid over to her birthday party when she was like three. 
and yeah. um, and they made her uh, a, a little Legion flight ring. And he says yeah. to me, I don't know if you've heard of these characters, the Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, I've, I've, you know, and, and so at the time, you know, I was like, I, I've been doing a podcast about them for 10 years. <laughs> I've, oh, I've, God. I, I've heard of them. I've heard of them. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it, yes. it comes down to the, uh, um, but, but, you know, I, I, it comes down to this appeals to everyone and, uh, and it's, it still stands up and it's great, yes. but, but most importantly, Sean, we need to get to your pick. Ah, okay. Now I'm going to start off very strong. And when this show came out, um, uh, I was super excited about it. But I was also super uh, disappointed of what happened to the show after. Oh, no. So this show came out in 1998, starring Peter Horton. And Laurie Petty was in it. Terry Polo was in it. uh, Richard Brooks. The name of it is called Brimstone. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh! Yes, I remember that that show. A great show. Absolutely, one season, right? One season. Yeah, and I followed it to a T, and it was by Fox. And it, it this is this is the example of why Fox was just. I I guess they pissed me off so much. The the num the numbers were different by then. In yes. nineteen in in nineteen ninety three, it was like, yes. ah, let's let's let the uh, let's let the X Files simmer a little. By nineteen ninety eight, they were like, what? It ain't cooked yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this is one example of a show that had so much promise. Oh, and yeah. it was uh, so. He was a police officer, Ezekiel Stone, and his wife was raped and he killed the man in cold blood. So after Stone gets killed in the line of duty, he gets sentenced to hell. But what what happened is there is a jailbreak in hell and 113 prisoners from hell make a mad dash to Midgard and all hell breaks loose. And the only person who could bring them back is Ezekiel Stone. So the devil tells, yes. So the devil uh, played by John Glover. Of course, uh, as many of us will remember as um, um, Lionel Luther. That's right. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah. Oh so, my God. And that's yes. right. That's why I was so excited to see him play Lionel Luthor years yes. later is because of this role. Yes. Oh my God. He was so good. He was so good. And the deal was 113 prisoners escaped. If you capture all of them, he will get Ezekiel Stone will be given heavenly redemption. Yes. So he was put back on earth 
and he went to work trying to capture these. And so here was the here was the added part. Every character or every prisoner was marked on Ezekiel Stone's body with a tattoo. So he had 113 tattoos on over his entire body. Yes. Right? So you could think of all the shows that came after that had that sort of premise. Believe me, totally. they got the idea from Brimstone. It was such a good show. I had forgotten. I had honestly, I had completely forgotten about this. And you're right. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is a oh, such a good show. And um, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot about this. Um, yeah. his wife, <laughs> his wife was played by Stacy Hyduk. Um, that's right. Who, yes, who was Lana Lang in the Superboy TV series? Yes, um, several years before, and yeah. and that's what drew me to it as well as I mean, Peter Horton. It's Gary from Thirty Something. Of course, I'm there. That's right. Right, yeah. a- a- and um, oh yeah, I man, I I don't know if I, I I I had completely forgotten this, and as soon as you mm-hmm. mentioned it, it's like it all came back. And yes. John Glover is the devil. Holy yes. crap. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, oh, look at that scenery here. Let me yes. take a bite. Um, and, uh, you know, just phenomenal. And um, yeah, what a great, uh, you know, great cast. You know, they had, yes. uh, um, you know, like uh, Scott Lawrence played, uh, played Ash's partner and you had, uh Again, Stacy Hyduck, Lori Petty, Terry Polo. Yes. Um, oh my God. Yes. And and you know, for Terry Polo, that was not a uh, a, a standard role. You know, of course, yeah. we would we would later get her on Sports Night as well. Uh, Correct. But uh, yes. but her her being sort of um, um, this, you know, she was one of the engineers of the uh, of the Hell Breakout. And, yes. Um, yes. Uh, Wow. Yeah, you see, I've told you. This Listen, guys, as I took pick. I told you the list that I have here, there's not gonna be a crossover. I'm I gonna like bring it. back, I'm gonna bring back some memories for you. Yeah. Now, now I'm coming out strong here, people. So just remember this. The next one I am going to introduce to you is one of my favorite television shows of all time. And it stars none other than Bruce Campbell. Oh, you bastard. Curse you. (laughs) Curse you. Yes. Yes. There is no way you guys are ever going to say this show before I do. Right. Well, not now. Just the man who let us both go first. That's right. Because I knew. I knew. I he knew, knew we wouldn't lead with the adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Yes, you yeah. wouldn't lead with it. It was <laughs> Look too at that. strong. He said it before you did. Look at that. I know. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But it's on his list. It's on my list. Son of a bitch. Literally, I look it on my on my notes. Yeah. It says topic. And the first thing listed is Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. But I was like, no. I'm going to go with the thing no one will expect, which is Batman. Mm. And uh, so there it is. Um, y- you know, I uh, hoisted upon my own petard. 
Yes. You took you took Batman off my list, and he's taken Briscoe County Jr. off mine. Yes. So yeah, cool. yeah. there I, it is. I, I, this is this is a tough decade. <laughs> yeah. It 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 is. But you gotta love the fact that this show. I mean, look at. I mean, we're, we're sitting here talking about this, and immediately, all of us agree it was such a great show. And it was like one season, and damn hard to find. Yes, damn hard. And here's the other part of it too. It's it makes so many of the genres that I love, westerns. Yeah. Right, sci-fi, right, action. So it 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 just happened to marry all of it together, right? And and you and they come up with this, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, you're telling me you didn't have the patience to give this at least five years. And it was right? a syndicate. Yeah. I mean, I know it was originally a quote-unquote Fox show. Yes. But it was a, it was syndicated. Um, I understand. Yeah, so that's I a know. different. It's a different model. Um, uh, co-created by um, uh, Carlton Cuse, uh, who would later uh, yes. go on to sh- to be a showrunner on Lost. Yes, and no, no. Just to let people know what Adventures of Briscoe County. Of course, it starred uh, Bruce Campbell. And he was just a lawyer turned bounty hunter. And he was hired by a bunch of wealthy men to track down the outlaw, John Bly and his gang. Right. And then, but the, the fun thing, I mean, Bruce was wonderful, but he had such a colorful supporting character list. Totally. And, and like, you get like guys like uh, MC Ganey who would later be on lost and and now you understand why, right? Like he was the, uh, he was the light him up guy uh, with the others. And, uh, and that was because he worked with Carlton Cuse on this series. And there's a, there's a bunch of little, like I remember uh, listen, you know, when lost was on listening to their podcast and he would talk about, these different characters where it's like, oh yeah, well he's on it because I worked with him on Briscoe County Junior, yes. and, uh, and 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 I mean the the actors they had. Oh my uh, gosh, yeah, I mean wonderful. Some of them have passed on, but I mean Kelly Rutherford was on it. That's right, right. That's right. Um, John Aston. Uh, so you had like such a wide range of of guys and you've seen them do things later on but i i'm telling you it this was it was such such a good show yeah and i would recommend if anyone wants to feel nostalgic about watching anything in the 90s adventures of briscoe county jr it it was very much um kind of inspired by things like like the old uh, movie serials and, yes. and, and they definitely borrowed from sort of the resurgence in that kind of stuff from uh, Indiana Jones and the last crusade. And, right. um, of course. and, um, and Carlton Q said also like um, the, the, he and Jeffrey Bohm who, uh, who wrote, who uh, 
uh, wrote this, uh, they, they were the two creators, um, yeah. had also worked on Lethal Weapon 2, Lethal Weapon mm-hmm. 3. And uh, so they had kind of the buddy, the buddy thing going, going on. Yeah, they did um, have the formula. Yeah. And you know, here's the other great thing about this, at least for me personally. This show was the show that I don't know if you guys, well, let me ask you this question. Do you guys remember when this show was played? It was like a don't remember, do you? Wasn't it? Not quite. Yeah, yeah. It was Friday at eight p.m. That's when you speak. And the reason why I will always remember that because this was the show that prevented me from going out on a Friday night. Oh wow! (laughs) I literally was. I'm like. I am not going anywhere until I finish what Briscoe County and then I'm going out. Yeah, I, I see. I remember it. I don't know what affiliate it was on that I, that I saw, but it was on the weekend. Like it was during yeah. the day. And that was one I would trip over on the weekend with by like UPN or whatever yeah. Yeah. network yeah. it was. It was some other yeah. kind of like weird. Uh, American cable network that we yeah, happened to get. Was. Well, because because this was the age of um, this was the age of syndication, right? And, it was um, the it was the genesis, and and you know you had things yeah. like, for example, um, so Global had it on uh, here, and and yes, it would be that's correct. Yeah, and and. So yeah, I always remember it showing up, you know, it, and certainly uh, they later would uh, would do it on Sunday nights at eight, you know, just to, yeah. to like fill space, right? Yeah. Um, but but yeah, so what I remember was they had it was the eight p.m. on Friday, so you could see it on Fox, right? And um, they, you know, because at the time they were like, this is going to be our breakout hit of the year. And then right after it was a little show called The X-Files. Um, right. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I remember it showing up like during the day. And it was like, again, with the syndication thing, it was like uh, uh, Babylon 5 and all that kind of stuff was. Mm-hmm. Um, and Time Tracks, also created by Tracy Torme of, uh, um, of Slide, of, sorry. Sliders. Sliders. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, that was uh, that those were were shows that were kind of in odd time periods. And I remember this was like my. um, And it's interesting. I look at this and it's like August 27th, 93. Okay, so it's later than I thought. I thought it was while I was still in school, but I was done by then. Yeah. And um, and so, yeah, I was lucky to see it on weekends because I was. working weird hours for that uh from uh, around that time um mm-hmm. so god i love that show yes i might yeah. have act- i might not have actually seen it until they uh started doing the sunday night burn off yeah mm-hmm. In, you know, now that I think about it, I might not have seen it in the first run because um because of looking at that date it was like man i was working crazy hours uh at, at that point in time 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and and, you know, it was like, uh, oh, it was on it, it, it was on a Friday night in uh, 1993. I was always working on a Friday night in 1993. Yes. And uh, <laughs> and, you know, it was like the, the one thing I could guarantee myself was like I would watch the, uh, you know, the Thursday, uh, the Thursday night shows on NBC. And uh, and when uh, as soon as ER ended, I went to bed. And yes. uh, because yes. fr- I knew Friday night yeah. was going to be a, a 15 hour day. Yes. And, uh, and so I definitely did not watch this show at that time. Mm. Um, but, uh, but I did watch the hell of, out of it when it was uh, uh, being burned off um, on, uh, on Sundays uh, on yes. Fox later. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So again, if any, if you guys can go back and look, wonderful wonderful show no i i'm glad you mentioned um syndication and the genesis of it uh because i will say this in a blanketed sense yeah a lot of the the genre action that was in the 80s trickled into syndication yeah Right. So on the main channels, you weren't really getting as much as that. But if you did want to get your campy fix, syndication was the place for you. And oh, it, was, yeah. it was very much that. I mean, you yes. know, you, you, you can, uh, you know, I mean, and this was around the time period where I was like, I've already got the casting for for a, a good Superman movie. And at the yes. time, it was Bruce Campbell as Superman. It wow. was Jennifer Jason Lee as Lois Lane, mm-hmm. and it was John Mahoney as Perry White. Yes, <laughs> done. Yes, done. And yes. then a few years later, they ended up being like a news a newsroom cast in um, um, what was it? It was a Coen Brothers movie. It was um, I think it was in um um, Hudsucker Proxy. And it mm-hmm. was like, I was right. See, I called it. And then yes. you've got you've got the the two reporters being Bruce Campbell and Jennifer Jason Lee. And mm-hmm. you've got John Mahoney as their editor. And it was like, I've been saying this for years. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would have been perfect. You know, back when he could pull that off. Yeah. Once upon a time. Uh, I'm just saying. Yeah. Um yeah. Nice. Wow. Excellent picks, yes. sir. All right. Yes. Okay. So I go follow that shit. Come on. Yeah. Well, wait, uh, did um, you do did you do two, Sean? He did. I did. He did Brimstone oh. and the Adventures of Briscoe yep. County Jr. Sorry, took me a sec. Got it. Okay. That's all right. That's all right. Just doing my notes. That's all right. You guys all ain't right. troubled the rest of the way. Absolutely. Well, I'm gonna go with something a lot simpler. Um and this is uh, one that my my ex used to love, and I I ended up quite enjoying it as well. And mm-hmm. um, I was I was surprised uh, that this was something that happened because you know it seemed like the one guy was a little ridiculous uh, by this point, but mm-hmm. you know he would have certainly made our list. Um, he would have certainly made our list uh, in the. Uh, in the eighties. And, uh, and you know what, at the end of the day, this one was also created by Carlton Cuse. 
Mm-hmm. So I have some continuity from what uh, you just mentioned. All right. Okay. And uh, this this show uh, starred um, a former movie stoner hmm. as well as a former um, half shaven dude. Uh, yeah, that's right. It was Don Johnson and Cheech mm-hmm. Marin as inspectors in the San Francisco Police Department Special Investigations Unit. And it's Nash Bridges. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, and and so this is a uh, ran six seasons um, Mm -hmm. and um, and started in uh, in 1996. Uh, So definitely qualifies. And of course, we had. uh, Yeah. I mean, to me, Don Johnson and Cheech as as partners. Done. Like, I mean, (laughs) yeah, you 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 had me at hello. Jeff Perry, um, who some, not Scott, will remember from uh, Scandal. Uh, he mm-hmm. is also the father. Um, he was one of the founders of the Steppenwolf uh, Theater Group, along with uh, with his wife at the time. Um, you know, what's her name? Uh, why am I forgetting her name? Oh, my God. Um, it's okay. I'm just going to look. I'm just going to look. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to look. Um, you know, uh-huh. she was in Roseanne. Lori Metcalf. Good Lord. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, 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 have, they have a daughter named uh, Zoe Perry, who, of course, we know as young Sheldon's mom. Ah, okay. It's, it's why she looks just like Mm-hmm. Crazy yeah. thing, isn't it? Right. Um, yes. And uh, anyway, so he uh, he uh, he played um, uh, their their uh, their their sergeant or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, or the, sorry, he was the inspector, and um, you had uh, uh, Jody Lynn O'Keefe as as his daughter, and uh, you know you had people like you know Annette O'Toole and. Um, Yes, just a ton of people. Yes. Um, anyway, it was a it was a great cast. Uh, Cress Williams, who would later be Black Lightning, um, mm-hmm. who was also wow. the guy in um, in Sports Night who uh, couldn't he, who was going through a bad breakup and couldn't help uh, trying to reach out to her on air. And okay. uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Scott will remember. <laughs> and um, anyway, um, so yeah, just uh, Yasmin Bleeth was in it oh wow that's right. Yeah. that's right that's right see i i, yeah. I know i know how to get uh scott's reactions there um also the very recently deceased mary mara um uh is uh was in it for a couple of seasons too mm-hmm. and um anyway just an incredible cast and uh yeah it was kind of a fun show they they recently did um a, a reunion movie i have not seen it um right not for lack of wanting to just you know for lack of being able to sure <laughs> um but there we go so uh so yeah six seasons and apparently a movie <laughs> there you go. and i actually saw the movie there you go oh. there you go and uh, saw the movie. And you know Here's the review. Yeah, it came out last year, I think. Yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I, and you know, I think we actually talked about it on the show that it was coming out. And I yeah. just 
had never got around to it. But I got to say, you know, because I loved I loved Don Johnson on Keenan. I, I thought he was just fantastic on it. And it was like mm-hmm. it gave me sort of new respect for him because it's like that guy is funny as hell and that's what he was here this you know this role was the bridge between that don johnson and the miami vice dude um you you know where where that's true where he just you know he could do he could do both and Mm -hmm. um and and this show kind of was him branching out and showing that that Ah. he was more than just the miami vice guy and I will say this, he was wonderful in Django Unchained. Yes. Yes. Right. He was really, really good. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, but it's glad to see. Um, I didn't want to put Nash Bridges on the list because I thought it was an obvious thing. Because. Oh, how dare you. And yes, I had to. Listen, let's look at it this way. Oh, Nash Bridges was, and, and you have to understand, this was on CBS. Sorry, sounds going weird here, guys. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Can you hear me? No. Can you hear me? Are you just pretending you can't hear us? No, like, no, I'm really not. Kind of basic? I, it's, the, the sound is <laughs> awful. Is it really breaking <laughs> up? Oh, there you are. Whoa. There you go. Okay. So, yeah. So, I will say this. CBS at the time with the big networks, you weren't getting a lot of those shows that sort of genre happening on television at that time. So I knowing that Nas Bridges was there and it was done on CBS, it was really refreshing to see that they were still making an attempt to bring that action genre Right, but with a, with with a little bit more mature look to it. So well, it and and it was later on, right? I mean, it, yes, that it's exactly the thing that we that we talk about is that later on in the decade they were like, oh no, we can still do that. We've just got to do something different with it. We got to make. We had it- to yes, yeah. yeah. We had to do something a little bit more mature in it give him a backstory and all these different things so i it was great it was really really great absolutely yes yes okay sir it is uh scott it is to you well thank you so much um well for my next one Mm -hmm. i'm going with a 93 to 97 series oh yeah I believe it was hiding over on ABC. Interesting. Uh, and, you know, as a, as a, as a superhero fan, yes. anytime that you've got any, anything coming your way, I mean, this is a pre Marvel, pre DCU kind of. Yes. Oh, you know, no. Not the world that we have now. Oh, I'm going with it. Yeah, yeah, I know you're going I, with it. I, I can't turn it down. Yeah. Uh, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Dean mm-hmm. Cain and Terry Hatcher. Uh, there you go. Uh, that was four years of adventure, comedy, drama, romance, sci-fi. He got it all in one big thing. First of all, beginning, first time that I ever understood the whole, oh, okay, I get why he loves Lois. <laughs> yes. Because... <laughs> 
I mean, God bless her in the the movies, but uh, not a not a easily loved version of Lois in the movies yes, up to yes. that point. Yeah. Um, this they just i mean it felt very 90s in a lot of way looking back i haven't watched it since i don't know how well it holds up it I does not the, not not even a little remember bit. at the time that um it was great to see the s on screen again um yes. lois was a lot of fun liked the way they played together and they really focused on the two of them on the reporter kind of side of things at least mm-hmm. initially until they got into it but you'd get you'd get just the little they give you the little taste of Superman, but it really focused on the the, the Clark and Lois part. Of yes. Uh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, I I enjoyed it. It was a little kitschy, but it wasn't like you know full sixties Batman. A little. It was. Oh come on. <laughs> but it wasn't full sixties Batman. That's what it I'm saying. Wasn't far off. No, no. Watch it again. Uh, Watch it again. It is cheese. It is like. It- like it is like not just cheese; it is spray cheese. You 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 have uh, to was... remember. First off, it was you're looking at Dean Kane. Yeah, and, well, and I, I mean that's that's hard to to uh, to divorce from the current, um, right. you know, Red Hat uh, Dean Kane. I don't want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, I'm talking but... about that show at that time. Watch it and... again. Watch it again. It has not aged that well. show at that time. That show at that time was a lot of fun. Um, they did some neat things. They had some great guests that came on. Uh, they played with a lot of fun villains. Um, my absolute favorite one was the the guy from the future who explains to he's got Lois Lane captured at some point and says Lane, Lane Davies. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. From yeah. Uh, from Santa Barbara. And he has the whole spiel about how, you know, in the future there are, you know, museums, not just to Superman, but to Lois Lane herself. But the mm-hmm. one thing that nobody has been able to explain through all the years is how such a brilliant reporter could be fooled with such a stupid thing. And then he starts taking his glasses on and off in front of her <laughs> until she finally makes the connection. Mm-hmm. I think she gets her memory wiped at the end of it or whatever. But yeah, in the moment... Yeah. That was a legit funny thing that happened. Um, it, 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 was a, was... it was a great Superman sitcom, for sure. Yes. For okay. sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, oh, I'm... yeah. But wait a second. So, I mean, if, if that's the criticism, that it's not actiony enough. But at the time... Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying, uh, you, you know, totally qualifies. I, I'm, I'm just saying as a... Like, this is how sad it was. Like this was the best they could do for a superhero show in the nineties. It was okay. Just, yeah. So here's the here's the question from that. Did it really start off as a comedy action drama per se? It was or, written as a romantic comedy. Yeah, it was written as a romantic, and, and it was in, I, I in fact it was. it was meant to be that the Superman stuff was supposed to be a lot less. Yeah. Um, and it was just right. going to be the oh he sometimes goes off and does this. He right. did a lot of the you know he he he'd break the door handle when she wasn't looking, and he'd right. look over the top of his glasses to use his extra vision to look into the desk. And right. the, the yeah. heat vision was always looking like the parts when he was in the suit were pretty minimal. But right. if you my, my thing is like you know forget everything that's happened since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that point, 
what did we have? We had the we had the the Mar or sorry, we had the original Superman movies. Uh, we had the original Fletcher cartoons. We had, we had the, the Adventures of Superboy. Yep. Yeah, the Adventures of Superboy, good point. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of an ongoing like weekly series, I mean right. Superman hadn't been out since the George Reeves era of, of the, the the weekly movie serial stuff, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it was it was great for what it was. I think. Right. I think it made people realize there was some value in the product. Um, I'm not. I'm not giving it accolades and laurels for opening the doors to everything that's come since, but I think it kept things alive. I right. think it. Right. You know, it maintained a heartbeat on the the product, and yeah. um, you know, I liked it for what it was. Yeah. And. In the drought that is the '90s, <laughs> I'm gonna point to it as something that that had some action in it and that mm-hmm. was enjoyable. Right, right. So that okay. is why that is my that is my second pick is Lois and Clark: The New Adventures of Superman. Well, there you go. There you go. Okay. Admittedly, not holding up well, but can we just <laughs> pause for a moment and you know discuss our love of Terry Hatcher? <laughs> oh sure, but I mean, you know, we're we're you know, red blooded dudes. I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, yeah, that's totally fair, um, yeah, right? But it it is not hard to uh, when uh, Dean Kane starts going the I was Superman. It's like yeah, but you were literally <laughs> the worst Superman. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So you should have just, you know, it was one of those ways you should have just said, look, man, you know what? It was a great run. I did what I could. I move on from there, you know, but, but. They they did force the wedding of, of, uh, of, of uh, Superman and Lois in the comics because they were like, oh, there's a show. And if we don't do it, they will. Yeah. If we don't do it, they're going to. Yeah. And, um, and uh, you, you know, you had, um, it was uh, created by um, uh, Deborah Levine, um, who um, where is it? Deborah Joy Levine, uh, who was at the time best known for um, God. What did she? Uh, um, yeah, she'd done like a bunch of uh, Lifetime movies at the time, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, you know, things like something to live for, the Allison Gert story and, yes. <laughs> and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. It was so it was very much a um, sort of lifetime, life, lifetime uh, movie thing. For some yeah. reason, for years, I thought she was like the uh, the one who did um, Evening Shade, but that's not her. Uh, but she did Any Day Now, which had uh, Annie Potts and Lorraine Toussaint. So it was very oh, much right, you know, a right. lot of uh, more. She was much more to the touchy feely side. And uh, and so I've got to admit, for me, it was like the. Um, the uh, pilot episode of uh, of Lois and Clark is like chewing on tinfoil for me because it, it's just right. <laughs> it, it's, it's just like the the. <laughs> cheesiest version of superman so when you say it's it wasn't it wasn't uh uh 60s batman yes 
they didn't do the super two C, but goddamn, it wasn't far off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, but, but what else did you have at that point? You had Christopher Reeve and George Reeves. Yes, and and the I, I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, sometimes nothing is better than something. Yeah. Well, no, I, I. Good I, is better I, than bad, is what I'm saying. I think it was fun to see them um, take take you know something something I loved and put it in a different genre. And the idea of kind of exploring the romantic comedy aspect of it with the backdrop of the super heroics was uh, was entertaining. It was. It was it I love was, it. I uh, love it when my buddy digs a thing. I love it. <laughs> well, I love it, it. It was. I think it was accessible to a different audience. Yes, and yes, uh, I think that it helped. Um, it helped a little bit with the mainstreaming of superheroes, and it wasn't just, you know, a bunch of us dorks reading our books on the side. It was something that brought more people into the world, and okay. I, I, I dug that. I appreciated that. Yeah, I do, yeah. do not hold it up as if, if we go to do another draft someday and draft Superman stuff, I will not be drafting this. No. But in the context of, you know, 90s I, action series. I, if, we, if we're picking like worst superhero series. <laughs> that, then you're drafting it <laughs> or you're naming the draft after it. <laughs> no, no, because I, I because I, I want it to be picked. Um, <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, maybe I maybe I am naming the draft for it. No, I think if I were going to name the draft, uh, maybe there'd be mm-hmm. uh, there, there'd be that. Um, what was it? Uh, what was the X series that they did? Um, speaking of of the Lex Luthor in this, uh, mm-hmm. John Shea, um, there was a. Um, what was the X series that was filmed in Toronto? Like, like there were tons of it that was filmed at the uh, um, the Trade Center, like where where okay. they often hold um, Fan Expo. Um, God, what was it? It was um, it, uh, like the Generation X, or I can't remember what it was called. Um, it was one of the X series? Yeah, it was, and it was. Oh, it was. Was awful. it that recent one? Where they no. were like no, because okay. John Shay's been yeah. dead for a long time. I think. Not the one with yeah. Amy Amy Acker or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, long before that. No, okay. no, not a- Amy Acker because uh, I think um, okay, okay. So here we go, John Shay. Oh, he's still alive. He's not dead at all. Uh, oh, my, congratulations! My, my mistake. Yay! Um, <laughs> hey, it's the opposite oh. of what we usually do. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh. Name an actor. We brought him back from the dead this time. But hey, maybe, don't, don't. Maybe. You guys, you guys need to stop this now. Yeah. Right. It, because you it's guys, not on purpose. It was you called. Can. It was Mutant X. There you. Go. Oh right. Yes. Right. Started yeah. in two thousand one. First run syndication. Blah blah blah. But a lot of it, I remember, like like in that first episode, so much of it was on that. You know that stairwell stairwell you take when you go from the South Hall uh, to the North Hall. Mm-hmm. And okay. in the Metro Trade Center, and yep. uh, and it really took me out of it because it's like I all I can see is like, oh, clearly they're you know clearly they thought Fan Expo was on one side and it's on the other. <laughs> um, anyway, so you had like, um, and Victoria Pratt was in it, and she's been in other stuff. 
Okay. I mean, I can't think of what, but you know, <laughs> I'm sure there was something. But uh, uh, she was in uh, Xena Warrior Princess, uh, Cleopatra twenty five twenty five, and um, yeah, nothing anyone saw. So never mind. <laughs> Good grief! I'm like looking yeah. at it. Um, yeah. Mm. Hey, but you know what? She starred on the series Daybreak with Tay Diggs. So I'll tell you, Tay Diggs' mom watched oh, that show. Go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I worry that I'm going to find out that his mother has been dead for years. And <laughs> I worry that, you know, you're going to yeah. send the curse. Uh-huh. I'm just I'm just worried. All right, Scott, <laughs> let us know your next. Uh... Uh, I'm so glad you asked. Um, mm-hmm. My next one. Uh, I am jumping to 1995. I guess that's again because I believe the last series is. Oh no, the last year is 93. This mm-hmm. is uh, 1995, and um, yeah. <laughs> um, I am going with in this case. I'm going with Star Trek Voyager. Oh um, yeah. No, this was certainly mm. a decade where there were a lot of options when it yes. came to the world of Starfleet. Yes. Um, I really dug Voyager for its original. It premise. is something um, different. Yeah. You know, I, yes. I think that when you look at DS9, I mean, it, it was so stationary. And I know they tried to change that in the, the last Literally. Half of the, the run. L- yeah. Literally. Yeah. I mean, the idea, of, the idea was that, uh, what was it? Star Trek was wagon train and. Yep. Yeah, I I don't. This was like gun smoke or something like that. Like it was, it had to come to town. That was yes, yes. That was what. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Voyager's premise was that it was a Starfleet ship, but they got lost across the galaxy, and it was a seventy-five year trip home at maximum warp speed. We're we're getting as far away from everything else they're doing as we possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what happens when you take one ship and you strip? everything else away from it so there is not an armada that's showing up behind it you do not have the strength of all your existing uh, uh treaties and negotiations yeah you are literally meeting brand new aliens you've never met before every other week we it are, we are literally in that premise. place where no one has gone before no one has gone before quite literally mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um it it all hinged on uh i mean they they, they really did a good job in building the the universe forgive the expression but uh, the universe within the show where you you had this this group of i mean they were freedom fighters they were terrorists depending on who you asked mm-hmm. um so uh-huh. now you had to put the two crews together just to survive right um, so that yes. created a lot of internal uh, i've tension forgotten and that you're right picked yes, up some people yes. along the way um it felt the whole chakotay like, versus paris thing and yes uh, and and yes. and when uh, yeah so one of the one of the crew members from Starfleet had been an undercover agent on the 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 Maquis side. Yeah, um, that's right. Uh, you got a lot of what we explored later in Battlestar Galactica reboot with the limited resources and on the run. Um, mm-hmm. There were a lot of great elements to this, and a, t- a theme song really cool. Time you get those yeah. French horns in there, pump trumpeting away. But mm-hmm. the fact that this this class of starship had the little the, the the little nacelles that that turned up when it went into warp drive and then it would yes. lay flat when it was that was awesome. 
Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was it was such a stupid little thing, but I loved that. Every time mm-hmm. that they wanted to kick into gear, the little the little cells had to come up into an angle yeah. position, and then they took off. That was just great. Um, so I, it was a fun series. Uh, it created a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, there's characters from here. Uh, I mean, they got Kate Mulgrew to be captain. That oh, was which, fantastic! You know, I Mrs. Know, Mrs. Columbo is Mrs. the Columbo. yeah. <laughs> Yes. And, and Mrs. Dutch, Columbo and Future Red from Orange is the New Black. And that's Dutch right. Fantastic. I, I mean, uh, this this is what led to Red for her, as, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. And, and the fact you know, that they picked up along the way, they pick up Seven of Nine, who is still running around on Picard to this day. Like, yeah, absolutely. That, I yeah. Mean, this is fully part of that. The the this this is uh this is canon, and mm-hmm. um. It was really good and uh just i would like to go back and watch it because i'm sure i missed some episodes along the way it, it's really great you know and i remember a, fr- a friend of mine at the time you know he was a big uh um uh, babylon 5 fan and it was always like ah you know on thursdays i watch babylon 5 do it right and voyager do it wrong and it's like Man, I can't get through an episode of uh, Babylon Five, but I love what they're doing on uh, on Voyager. I, I yes. had some fans who loved Babylon Five, and um, you know, I didn't watch it enough and didn't click with it enough to be able to speak to it tonight. Yeah, and this list, yeah, which is yeah. why it's not on my list, but Voyager was just one that I connected with, and it was great. I, yeah, I wonder how much of Voyager was in a post DS nine, like I just need to get off this damn station. It, it was just, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. it was just to be the opposite. It was, yeah. you know, but the idea, but that's the idea of all of them, right. Was that mm-hmm. perfect. Deep, I mean, they all fit together. Deep space nine was de- designed to be the opposite of, of, of uh, next gen where it's like, okay, we're in this universe, but now we stay where we are. We've got mm-hmm. wagon train. Now we've got gun smoke. And next yes. we've got the thing that goes, and and confounds all of our metaphors because yeah, yeah. it is truly um, going through territory we have not uh, we have not hit and uh, um, and but I think there's one other thing um, that uh, that may do it for you right <laughs> sorry um, <clears throat> yeah. I've, I've got the, uh, the 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 door open. I'm I'm getting some. Oh, that's the, the spring on. allergies. Yeah, yep. uh, but uh, spring. It's it's June, dude. Come on. <laughs> um, is um, that uh, um, uh, Robert Duncan McNeil, who would uh, of course play uh, Paris, mm-hmm. um, uh, was on an episode of Quantum Leap. Yeah. So that covers, which episode was that? Um, you're gonna be all fancy with me, really. really is, <laughs> I thought you might have it there. Is, is this where we're going with it? Is <laughs> is is it that uh, that we're all like, um, you know, let's be all. Uh, um, what's the word for it? Um, yeah, that's right, tree frogs. You tell mm-hmm. us. <laughs> I'm coming to you live from the forest. <laughs> yeah, um, you tell us. I mean, really, um, he's also been on some recent things of uh, of lower of Star Trek Lower Decks. Um, yeah. yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> um, but uh, yes, uh, if I if I were to dig back, and I'm going to. Um, oh, there's an episode of L.A. Law that he was on, um, mm-hmm. which already makes me a fan, right? Uh, quantum leap, quantum leap. Come on, show me the quantum leap. Oh, crossing Jordan. Oh my goodness. Um, oh, yeah, where hasn't he been? Right. Um, yeah. It feels right, like the he, right time to let everybody know that tonight's good. episode is brought to you by Red Wigglers. Yes. And lack of worms. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, good night, dear heart. Uh, November 9th, 1957, Sam leaps into a coroner who must play detective and prove that a female victim was murdered. Oh, Sorry, yeah. was murdered. Murdered. And yep. uh, Robert Duncan was McNeil, like the, uh, played... the son who was the ex-boyfriend. Exactly. Marsha yeah. Cross, who would star in uh, Desperate Housewives with with Terry Hatcher. Lane. <laughs> yeah, you see how it all comes together? Yeah. Yes. We can connect these dots. Oh, I will find a way, my sir, my friend. I will find yeah. a way. Yeah. So there we go. <laughs> all right. Uh all right, Scott, I'm sure you've got like at least another uh wait. Who's picking no. that? I no, think I'm picking no. Um no, it I'm comes back no. to you, sir. I've done I my am. Two. Yeah, you oh, yeah. get to, your two uh, after you, Paul. Yeah, you get your two after me. I mean, come on. Hey, oh, that's so, right. Yeah, yeah. Slow We're down, snaking. my friend. All We're right. snaking. We're snaking. Okay. That's right. All right. I'm gonna prove to Scott that he's wrong. Lois and Clark wasn't oh. the only uh superhero series we had. We had didn't say only, but please continue. But you did. Um yeah. except for when you did. Um yeah. is uh is that uh we had um a season of the flash and uh, and um you know I, I i can't ignore it because the reality is um that uh you know it is definitely something that influenced uh, uh current series because god knows we've seen a ton yeah. of yeah. um of of the stuff from that series yeah. show up in the current uh, Flash series, yeah. and so we go back to, of course, uh, John Wesley Ship, who would uh, who who would later <laughs> be the reason I watched Dawson's Creek because you know, hey, uh-huh. it's the Flash, yeah. um, and, and I will admit that there were aspects of uh, uh, of the Flash that were tough uh, at the time. Certainly, the first episode was was a tough role. Um, yeah. Was that ninety one? When was that series? 90, it was 91? it was ninety. It was ninety. Ninety two. It really kicked off. So everything. think about this. This was like again right after. Like I mean, just think of the costume, right? It was yeah. right yeah. after um, after Batman had come out, yep. and uh, and so it was like okay, so we got to pick another character, and so they picked the Flash, and uh, and and yeah, it, and so uh, Danny Bilson father of Rachel Bilson, uh, who would later be on the um, uh, on the OC, as well as many other things. Um, And uh, Paul DeMeo uh, were the creators of this of this show. And they they were actually kind of guys who did a lot of. um, A lot of, um, you know, sort of. uh, action stuff in the 90s. They did some syndicated shows as well. Yeah. 
And so they create this show. And uh, John Wesley Shipp is uh, is is cast as Barry Allen. You have yeah. um, and so basically they he, you know, he gets the powers in much the the, the mm-hmm. same way. You know, he is the police forensic scientist. Uh, you know, the yes. uh, the lightning bolt hits the thing of chemicals. He gets doused with them and away we go. Mm-hmm. Um, they they also brought in the element of uh, of Tina McGee. Uh, in this case, played by Amanda Pays, who we at the time uh, knew from uh, Max Headroom. Um, mm-hmm. And so so that was like a Wally West thing in the comics, right? Where yeah. she was uh, she was the romantic interest and and also the scientist who helped keep track of his powers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Um, anyway, so. So you had all these different different people kind of involved in it. Um, and, you know, there are elements of that of that series that are definitely very 90s. But, you know, we also got like a whole bunch of great villains, including. Um, <laughs> say it, say, say it, it, baby, say it, say it. Mark Hamill there as the trickster. Go. Mm-hmm. You want to know how he got cast as uh, as um, uh, as the Joker in Batman? I do, but say it, say it. <laughs> it was right here. Sorry, guys, you guys went all quiet again. Oh, we're still here. We're still here. Yeah, there you go, Scott. We're still here. We're very excited. That's better. It all yeah. cleared up there. Um, it, and you had, uh, you know. Um, uh, uh yeah so you had uh and here was the problem paula marshall played iris west mm-hmm. noted show killer <laughs> paula marshall mm-hmm. played iris west so if we're wondering why the show was canceled after one season that is why it was on cbs the second season it was only one season one season one yeah. but it was season. a full season it was like 22 right yeah. yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I remember watching the um, the the there was an episode where uh, David Cassidy played the Mirror Master. Yes, yes, and yeah. it was fantastic. I remember watching that the same day I watched the final episode of Quantum Leap. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. it would have been an emotional journey, right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you, so you had him as the Flash, you know, was where they kind of mm-hmm. uh, like a lot of and there's so much of it that they used in. Um, in the CW series where you had um, John Wesley Ship as uh, Barry's father. Mm-hmm. Right. And and, and then, then also as as then as uh, Jay Garrick. Love that. Correct. I love that. Yes. Right. Uh, What a perfect thing. And, but you even had in the first season, like two of the main cops on the show, Um, Mm. you know, two of the guys who were like the the, um, bellows and, uh, and Murphy uh, who were like the main uh, central city cops, they showed up in the first season of the flash. And Mm. uh, there was a big case that they came, they came out of retirement to solve. And uh, all these great little bits of that show. And, um, you know, again, I'm not saying it's it's flawless, but I got to say it stands up better than most. Um, And and the fact that they made use of it later, like it, 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 
definitely smacks of like, uh, um, you know, oh, wow, this this feels like superhero moonlighting, um, yes. yeah. uh, you, yeah. you know, because it's on CBS. And mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah, it only got that first season. But, man, they did a lot of the villains and they did them so well. And as I say, like you got um, Mark Hamill as uh, as the trickster. Mm-hmm. It's 100% how he got cast as the Joker. Uh, but it, it also involved, um, I believe, yeah, um, uh, Veronica Mars's mom, uh, Karim Borer, as Prank, which is a thing that they brought back in, mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. Grant Gustin Flash series. Um, yeah. And you had, God, you had like people like everyone from, um, oh, here's Richard Burgey, who would, later play uh terry hatcher's ex uh ex-husband in mm-hmm. um um desperate housewives right and you had brian freaking cranston right yeah. you mm-hmm. had denise crosby as rebecca frost um oh there's jeff perry again um uh, you know the uh sergeant from uh um uh you know that show um nash ah, thank you nash bridges and uh (laughs) father of young sheldon's mom um anyway like it it's just it's it's just a who's who when you go through the um the 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 cast yeah right and uh and so yeah it uh you know there's aspects of it that don't hold up well but god they they tried hard and they and they and they they were not ashamed you know it's like the old uh you know sure the x-men movie brought everything back but they they certainly were ashamed of you know the original source material and were ashamed to do you know costumes and well, uh well i will say this um they were very ambitious in yeah. doing this television. Push show. your sound, sir. Push your sound. Oh yeah. So they were very ambitious. Yeah. In doing this television show because a few years prior, we were watching Marvel TV movies from Rex Smith's. Uh, Rex Smith Daredevil. is Daredevil. Yes. Right. Oh God. And and Doctor <laughs> Strange and seeing the crossover. Oh my. So so with with the Incredible Hulk. So what we saw from from the Flash was literally DC's yeah. ambitious move to do you know um, superheroes on television. Absolutely. Because, because at the time, Marvel had, well, I, and I will say this lightly, relative success. Yeah. Right. So, and, and I know DC was trying to. But but to it was like the Hulk, that. basically. It um, was. Yeah. And, and, and it's funny because they haven't been able to find success with the Hulk since, no. except in movies with other people. Yes. Um, but I should also note that Danny Bilson, one of the, the co-creators of the um, of the Flash series, and as I mentioned, the father of uh, Rachel Bilson, mm-hmm. um, uh, his dad was a director on shows such as Bewitched, Get Smart, and Hogan's Heroes. Okay, 
So there's some TV, um, you know, bona fides there. Yes, yes. All right, yes. Sean, it is to you. Okay. Oh, hang on, hang on. Wait, 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 back up. I, okay. R- R- the Flash series. No, no, I just, I want to say it's such a fantastic series, but it, it's one of those things where you go back and you look at this thing and you can so see the post-Batman aspects of it. Um, oh, yeah, know, the costume he, I mean, alone. Yeah, oh, yeah. and you compare it to the series that they came out with on the CW more recently. I mean, it was, it's a daylight series. It's bright colors. It's look at them go. But this mm-hmm. one is, it's all at night. It's all in the dark. Yes, uh, yes. The, the city yes, it's is so like, Gotham. Perhaps, perhaps it'll be easier for you to, to solve this case in the crime lab if you, I don't know, turn the lights on. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and and the, the fact that all the music sounds it's Danny Elfman-esque. It well, sounds it, like the Batman soundtrack. It yes. was Danny Elfman. Was he doing it? That oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And yeah. The, I mean, the really cool part was uh, watching Mark Hamill uh, redo his role as a trickster in the, in the yeah. series. After right. that, that, I mean, along it, with Corinne Borer doing her, yes. doing her role as Prank. And, yeah. and yes. just the way that, I mean, that's the best part of this, right? Is that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the things that I think we've, always loved about the superhero world is the way that they continuously honor their past and give you the wink and the nod and the easter egg and the you know you spend half your time watching these shows naming people and recognizing it's like that that meme with the uh 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 leonardo dicaprio with the beer in one hand pointing at the tv i mean that's the way we watch these superhero shows to name the people that we recognize and and name the references yeah and 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 the fact that they they acknowledged it right is most a lot of these series get to where they're like we are going to pretend this never happened and i think in the the superhero world they do not do that they do that often they 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 will often uh, ignore the past. Yes, yes. And and that this flash, this current flash series is one of the first times where they were like, yeah, we're all over acknowledging it. We yes, are there. Yes, yes we yes. are there because so many of them will be like, oh, we are, you, you know, I mean, go back to uh, to the Tim Burton Batman era where it was like uh, where it was like, um, we're going to prevent Adam West from wearing the bat suit in public appearances. Right. Oh, yeah, no, no. That yeah. era, no. I'm talking about current Nomad. I mean, you look at anything the Arrowverse has done, it's always been about yes. acknowledging the past. Yes. 100%, because those yeah. guys grew up on it and they recognize it. Yes. And, and when yes. you get into that crisis stuff, and I mean, I mean, they got Burt Ward. But that is... They, 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 yeah, no, they are all about it. But so yeah. when I say that the this flash show was the first to do it, it is because these yeah. guys are those guys, right? Yeah, and yeah. so when they do the, yeah, when they do the flash, they're like, hey, you know, what would be really cool is if we could have Brandon Routh be the uh, who we already have under contract, uh, be yeah. the Kingdom yeah. Come Superman. Like yes, fucking yes, yes, genius, which was and amazing. Absolutely, yeah. like like yeah. that was that, and that to me was was kind of like, I'll be honest, I finished that, and it's like, all right, I'm done, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep, yeah. I haven't I haven't yeah. watched any of them since because it's like, I don't need to. They they did it all, 
and uh, and mm-hmm. and you know, load blown. And uh, and so so I, I, I didn't need to watch further episodes of The Flash because yeah. nothing was going to exceed what yeah. they did with this. And I think that's yeah. true. I have fallen behind with The Flash ever since everything ever since Crisis. I, I've really yeah. fallen behind. Yeah. And uh, I need to. But I. Yeah. Well, because I, they gave us what we needed. Yeah. They yeah, they, it's exactly to. what you say, Scott. It's like they they did all of the things. It's yeah. like here here you know here's uh, Kevin Conroy as yes. dark, as the Dark Knight <laughs> Bruce Wayne, right? Yes, like, yes, like, yes. With the exoskeleton, everything. Oh my god! Yeah. Like, what else do we need? Do, I mean, yeah, it is literally brought all. It, it, they they reached out and brought the entire panacea in. And no one has done that better than those guys. No yeah. one. Yeah. They 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 really landed it. And uh, and 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 that goes back to when in the first season of The Flash they did that episode where uh, where the two cops came back and solved their case, and it was like, yes. wow, that is yeah. you know the the whole bellows thing. It's like you know it 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 was just. It was just wow. They they have really shown their love for that series. They have not ignored it. They have not tried to elevate themselves on its back. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just a real class move. And uh, and that's a, that's a, that's a Mark Guggenheim thing. Well, sure. it's 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 and it's part of the reason why DC has dominated so well on the television format. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. well, it's, it, they've they've put the right people on it, you yeah. know. And it was, you know, yeah. it was it was getting guys like Guggenheim on it, um, yeah. and um, and and just you know having people who were like, yeah, I'm I'm on it, and uh, you know this is the this is how we're gonna go, and we're gonna yeah. acknowledge all of it, everything that has come before. We're gonna acknowledge yes. it, yes. and we're going to celebrate it. Yeah. And yeah. and that is really the uh the key. And it and it is that they were like, oh yeah, well that was that was animation. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. We love that yeah. too. And uh and so um you know we we will be bringing back Mark Hamill as the uh as, as the trickster because god damn he was so fantastic in the original episode. Mm-hmm. And hey, it mm-hmm. led to him becoming the freaking Joker. And, uh, you know, it is all of the things and, uh, it's, it's just remarkable. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I just, I couldn't let that go by without jumping in. Yeah. No, please. Also, I didn't realize, I, I don't know why I didn't realize the flash was, uh, was nineties. I, I had it late eighties in my mind. No nineties. And that's, uh, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get into how I know for sure. Uh, other yeah. than I checked on Wikipedia, so that must be right. Ah. Um, but um, I remember watching it with someone, and it was like, yeah, that had to be 1990. So mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, and it was definitely a oh my god, this is so cheesy, and it's like no, this isn't going to work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there we, go. Um, there we go. I apologize for I apologize for jumping in, Sean. Please, please no. help us. No, no, not at all. It's this needed to, sir. this needed to be discussed. It's a show of conversation. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. all right, Sean, all let's right. hear it. Okay, now I, I'm gonna throw myself down into a uh, 
the first one would be a rabbit hole of syndication. And I really wanted to try to avoid it. But I realized with what we're talking about today, this was going to happen. The next one I am going to introduce to you is called The Sentinel. (laughs) Nice. Yes. So The Sentinel was just one of those shows where I was like, oh, my God, am I I really watching it? It came out in 96. But for some reason, and it came out in UPN. But for some reason, it picked up steam and it ran for four seasons. I think they gave us like maybe about 65 to 70 issue, uh, episodes. Right. And <laughs> it was basically about an army ranger who spent 18 months in the Peruvian jungle. And what was the right? year? Sorry. It was in 1996. And he developed hyper-acute senses. So As his, one does. Yes. So um, his. Sorry, so, uh, mm-hmm. Sean, I need to point out to you. Yeah. This show was created by the guys who created the Flash TV series. No oh, way. Danny Bilson and Paul. Circle of life, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually have it, the first season DVD downstairs. Oh, really? Um, yeah. It's uh, starring Richard Burgey who, of course, was Terry Hatcher's ex-husband on Desperate Housewives. Right. And it was created by Danny (laughs) Bilson and Paul DeMeo. Yeah. And um, and so ties in very much to the Flash show. Like there was there was stuff that they pulled in that was kind of uh, kind of similar to that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. because I remember on the on the on the Flash DVD, they actually reference a lot of talk about the Sentinel right. in that because it was something that was in there, it definitely in their minds at the time, but they were too yes. busy to deal with it and it would end yes. up being a few years. And yes. uh, yeah, that, this well, is exciting. We're talking no, about synergy, right? I know. So now here's the reason why I decided to use the Sentinel because I knew. So I knew. Yes. Yeah. So I knew one of you would bring up Star Trek Voyager. And <laughs> in the fourth season of The Sentinel, Jerry Ryan became the new Sentinel. Hmm. Right. And and she was there just for that one season. But again, this show somehow developed this cult following and it just it worked. It worked and it, it was one of the better syndicated action shows that you would see on television at that time. So, yes. Yeah, so that pick is the Sentinel. I don't think I ever watched it, never saw it. I'm, no, uh, no I, I'm, I'm flying blind on this one. Yeah, it, uh, it was there. It, it, and, I, and I watched a lot of the episodes um, but at the same time, I just, it was just really, really fine. Like there are moments where he could communicate with ghosts and then his spiritual animal used to be a jaguar. Hmm. 
right? And he would, so the, the way how they did the camera tricks and all of that, so he would receive visions, right? And that would kind of help him throughout the, the adventure he's going through that week. You know, so he would he would be using his animal spirit and then communicating and doing all of this stuff. So it was just it was sometimes trippy, um, mm -hmm. but it uh, it gathered a big following and it was shown literally all over the world. Yeah. Like there were a lot of countries it, that it was a big syndication show for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I remember um traveling and they didn't even put all the all the uh, shows but i did remember traveling down to trinidad and they had the sentinel in spanish because hmm. it was it was being it was being shown in venezuela right so it was it it's just like i said it was just one of those things where this show somehow garnered all of this interest and yeah. it gave you four years <laughs> yeah so yeah so my first pick there is the sentinel that's a that is a great pick yeah yeah as i say like i i picked that up mainly because um i'd heard like an interview with demeo and bilson where they talked about oh yeah we really enjoyed um uh, doing the flash and mm -hmm. then after that we did this show the sentinel it was like oh i gotta check that out and so i i grabbed the uh first season season dvd of that and and right. loved it loved yeah. it yeah i mean they, they they're um there are a couple of writers that they, yeah they, they get underrated you know and it's yeah. um <coughs> yeah so yeah so the next one i'm gonna pick <sighs> You know, I started realizing that the 90s was a little bit different in terms of the genre. So I picked this one. They considered it an action drama. In some aspects, it was an actually a pretty good show. Uh, it started, uh, it was an NBC show, started in 1996, and it followed the series. The character's main name was Jared. And he was the pretender. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. And he was just this, this imposter who can just, he can master skills and personate anyone in any profession. And only to find out that I think, I think they threw in a little bit of what is that Jim Carrey's movie? The Truman Show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of threw in a little bit of that Truman Show type saying because, and then he escaped. And then, of course, they had this, you know, it's uh, this freaky looking woman called Miss Parker, who was just this, she wore these, uh, you know, tight outfits and and she was the villain who just went after jared she wanted to bring him back and 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 that was andrea parker um, andrea parker yeah yeah she yeah. um 
there was later there was a show uh that sarah rue starred in uh called yeah. less than perfect and she was kind of the you know the evil uh you know sort of like think devil wears prada right uh, uh person from there but yes. she was also on like er and 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 hey desperate housewives as everybody in our shows uh seems to have been <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Uh, yeah so um but that was yeah she was like really evil on that yeah she was really really evil I yeah. mean, she was to the point where I think she was uh, she was a psychopath on that yeah. show. Yeah. And but the show lasted quite a while. And not only that, it literally spawned uh, TV movies. Yeah. And it it was it was just one of those shows that was just really popular. And, it, yeah, it was a, it was kind of a big deal at the time. I yeah. Remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So they um they even had a comic book hmm. as yeah. well too yeah so i mean um it was a very interesting show uh it was a good show but again it was just some it, it would i think i think the reason why i hesitate on the on this one was because the we i think we're we're just in that discussion of like do you really define this as action the, would you really oh, set no, this it, up as it action un, it was undoubtedly an action show i yeah. mean yeah no i don't think it i don't think there's any doubt of that yeah. um you know it, it was it was very much like this whole you know we've seen sort of the the theme recurring right. in things like even as recently as what was the one with um with sif with the tattoos um oh uh, uh, uh blind, um, blind spot no, no. Blind. yeah yeah i blind. mean we we see yeah, e yeah. evidence of that in this you know oh yeah it's like yeah the, for sure oh my gosh this person who has a mysterious past also has these incredible abilities that we had no idea about Right. And, yes. And, mm -hmm. and and I think it it kind of feeds into that genre, right? Yes. And, yes. And um, yeah. So I mean, I I I think it absolutely qualifies, and uh, and it's a it's a show again, yeah. like like you know, I I have a large blind spot around that time. Yeah. Just just based on things that were going on on in my life, and and yeah. you know, and, and career paths that that led to me being able to watch less stuff. Right, um, right, but but I but this one I remember. Yeah, so you remember and, this one? Yeah, yeah, it managed to stand out kind of beyond that, and mm -hmm. um, you know, it is. Uh, he was a very interesting character that I think you know kind of got. Um, yeah, I think that I, I think he kind of got yeah. that that sort of character got used again, and yeah, uh, and yeah. but as I say, I. I uh, I love that we've had these little um um what's the word for it these little sort of commonalities between shows and uh right and again yeah. this was different creators but it's just uh again you know th um actors that recur that uh that kind of bring all these things together and, right um yep and, and I mean that yeah, you had uh hey James Denton as Mr. Lyle Oh, James Denton, who you may remember as Mike Delfino 
in Desperate Housewives. <laughs> it all comes together, guys. Yeah, it all yeah, comes yeah. together. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, so yeah, all of these little things, and it's been delightful sort of looking at these uh these commonalities. And hey, yes, a lot of that show, um, uh, the pilot was filmed around uh, uh in Toronto. Yeah, and yep. um, yeah, then they moved to a Los Angeles, you know. I mean, oh, of course, whatever, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, so we have, let's just do a quick recap. Yes. <laughs> um, Scott, you have picked Sliders, Lois and Clark, and Star Trek Voyager. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. Uh, Sean has picked Brimstone, The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr., The Sentinel. And now the Pretender. Yes. And I have thus far picked Batman the Animated Series and mm-hmm. The Flash. Right. And so I guess now it falls to me uh, to pick my next uh, mm-hmm. show. All right, folks. Um, that sound means, well, you know how it is. When we have Sean on an episode, it means that either it's going to be a really long episode or it's going to be two really long episodes. And this case was definitely the latter. So we're going to leave it there with the summary of where we stand so far. And we will continue on next week uh, when we have the rest of our picks for our top uh, five 90s action TV shows. So until then, you might think we could get all this done in one episode. But then you'd be wrong because everything else is just pop and crap. Mm-hmm.